0: I'm Damian Bulwa, Metro Editor at the San Francisco Chronicle. Today on Fifth and Mission, town-gown relations create tension around UC Berkeley and Stanford. Our higher education reporter, Nanette Asimov, is here. We'll talk about the growth of those two beloved universities and the concerns from the cities near them that they aren't doing enough to provide housing and pay their fair share. Nanette Asimov, right after this. Nanette Asimov, thanks for coming in.
1: Happy to be here.
0: Nanette, you cover higher education for us and have for several years. It's great to have you on the show today. Um, We're talking about a really fascinating subject you've been writing about, town-gown relations around UC Berkeley and Stanford. Um, Before we get into the specifics, Cal and Stanford are growing a lot, and I think people probably sense that, but why are they growing and how much are they growing?
1: Looking at Stanford, um, they Stanford wants to grow quite a bit. They want to add, I think it's like ten thousand, practically faculty, staff, and students. They want to add twenty six hundred beds. They want to grow. They want to. And this uh, is over what? Uh, over the next twenty years. Okay. So this is uh, something that that Stanford thinks is great. They'll um, be able to take the fantastic university that they are and bring it to more people, have more uh, research. It's just something that that they think they can do. And they're asking the county of Santa Clara for a permit to do it. And at Berkeley, uh, it's a little bit different because Berkeley doesn't decide how many more students it's going to have. That's a state thing. So we're looking back and Berkeley has added maybe 9,000 students in the last 15 years to the shock of the city of Berkeley where uh, the campus is. And uh, Berkeley is saying, hey, you didn't tell us that you were going to add these thousands more students. And the impact on the city is, is has been tremendous. So uh, we want you to pay up.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. Now, a lot of parents are probably heartened by the growing enrollment at these universities. Although the only thing we hear about in the circles I travel is how much more difficult it is to get into to both. Get in. So <laughs> it's difficult to see a lot of, of good news. It has gotten more difficult to get into to both despite the enrollment, right?
1: It's true. It, it has gotten more. But it's an interesting backstory at UC Berkeley because um, after the recession or right, right through the recession, you see came up with an idea that, well, um, we can't add any more state-subsidized students, so we'll just open the doors to non-California residents because they pay full freight. And then uh, so they did, and that has been growing. Uh, But that has been an outcry among parents like you're talking about, because (laughs) um, that means that they're taking away spots from, or so they say, you know, they're taking away spots from California residents. So the legislature, former Jerry Brown at the time, governor, um, said, well, if you're going to do that, then you have to find a way to bring in more California residents. And UC said, you know, they cost more money. We just can't do that. We're going to have to raise tuition. And so that wasn't acceptable. So they hashed it out. And that is uh, why more California residents have been coming in to the university over the last 15 years. Um, so that's the backdrop that's of the, the enrollment gain at, exactly.
0: at Berkeley. All right. So take us into the tension um, between the communities and the colleges. Where Where does that tension begin?
1: I think it begins with housing. Um, because th- as everybody knows, there's a huge housing crunch uh, all across the state right now. And where do you put all of these new students? Every time you add more students, you displace local residents. At least that's really how it is at Berkeley. And um, the city council, the mayor, Jesse Aroguin in Berkeley, said, hey, you know, you didn't tell us that you were going to have all these new students and you need to m- mitigate the The effect of these students, which is the same word you hear down in Santa Clara. If you guys want to grow, at Stanford, You need to mitigate all these students. You need to have the proper amount of housing. And so in both places, it's being able to take care of all these new students and faculty and staff who are being brought in.
0: And you reported that UC Berkeley houses just, I think, 22 percent of its students, which is what, less than other it's colleges? It's the lowest
1: in general? amount of the lowest proportion of students housed at any of the nine undergraduate UC campuses, and so he, and those are in things
0: like dorms and
1: dorms, and also right. It would be any city. Uh, I'm sorry, any campus-owned housing. So, so I guess that's all dorms, but even some frats and uh, um, housing that UC provides. Got it. And so um, that's a a really small proportion. If you can compare that to Stanford, which houses 100% of its undergrads, that's a huge difference. And even um, at UC Berkeley, where they say they're building more, they're creating more housing, but even in the next several years, they'll increase that to 35%, and it still will be the lowest of all the campuses.
0: Okay. So what is the city of Berkeley doing about it, given that they're upset about the growth?
1: They sued. They sued the campus uh, just last month. And they said, um, you guys only pay us less than two, the city says the campus pays less than $2 million a year to mitigate all the impact of these students. And they say it's more like $20 million that the campus ought to pay. The campus says they pay actually more than $2 million. So they can't even agree on that. But that's what it's about. As the as the spokesman for the city of Berkeley told me, this is really about money.
0: And And what are these costs associated with? I mean, is it things like Sewage garbage. I mean, what what kinds of things? It's uh, all of those
1: things. Yeah, um, it's 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 the when students move out of the dorms and they have all these bulky garbage things. It's who takes that away?
0: Beer infested couches. And
1: beer infested couches. Yeah, and probably a lot more than that. Um, and so it's who pays for that? It's it's. How about the police and the and the fire departments when they're constantly okay. being called to campus that's yeah, so basic
0: city services that mm-hmm. people generally pay for in in impact fees
1: right
0: so those are going to court and it's sort of a continuing war of words right between the the city and the campus
1: absolutely and and just to let you know, they're not the only ones suing there's a A couple other lawsuits by Berkeley neighborhood groups over everything from, uh, you know, you can't build that beach volleyball court over at the Clark Kerr campus in Berkeley to uh, don't take down that old parking garage because if you do, you're going to put up something worse and they'll bring in more students. So there's all these other lawsuits going on as well, two or three.
0: Okay, well, let's go over to Stanford. Tell us about this Stanford plan to grow and kind of what it entails and over what period.
1: Yeah, this is a, a grand plan that Stanford has to expand over the next 20 years, bring in uh, thousands more students and, and faculty. And um, if you think about a $4.7 billion plan, I mean, anybody would say, well, that's that's huge and that involves all kinds of accommodations that Stanford wants to make for the surrounding area. They want to create new housing, um, help the Palo Alto Unified School District, uh, create transportation in areas, so just to, in their view, to mitigate the impact of all of this. And the, the county is saying, uh, sorry, that's not enough. And it's an interesting fight because to anybody, $4.7 billion sounds like, well, that's kind of plenty. But Joe Smidian, who's the president of the Santa Clara County Board of Supervisors, says if you look a little closer, it's not really as great as you think because these are projects that you would be building anyway. These are projects you've already started, some of them. These are projects on your campus. And so they would benefit you, not us. And so the county wants to require more housing and more, there's that word again, mitigation for all the impact of the forthcoming people.
0: But really an, an interesting fight, because in the Bay Area, obviously, we, we see these land use fights all the time. And it's about, you know, what are you bringing to the table? Are you right. bringing housing? Are you bringing economic development? How are you mitigating the traffic, the parking, etc? But this is a little different, right? I mean, now you're talking about these institutions that are somewhat beloved in the Bay Area and around the world. Um, how does that play out for the governments, that tension?
1: Well, that's true. Um, And nobody would deny that Stanford just is a glorious benefit to the area. But then, so Stanford says, because we're so wonderful, we have the right to negotiate with you what uh, we'll give and what you'll take and and all of that. And the planning commission says, "Uh, no, you don't. You cannot negotiate with us. These are regulations that Uh, are in place about what, how big you can grow and what you have to do to mitigate it. So um, there is that tension. And it's almost like, it's almost like two countries, you know, negotiating their treaties, their policies, how they impact one another. And so uh, that's this famous town gown tension, you know, that, that I looked up town gown when I wrote this story. And apparently this has been going back uh, centuries, the fight between the town and the university back to the Middle Ages, when universities first sprung up in Europe, they've been fighting with the towns.
0: So uh, for the Stanford case, uh, how does it play out now? How does that negotiation play out in the future?
1: Uh, let's see. So the the County Planning Commission just gave the green light to Stanford's project, but they did require four times more housing than Stanford was proposing. And It looks, and what they did say also um, is that transportation, they kind of give, going to give Stanford a little break. They wanted to really crack down on how much, um, they wanted to limit how much uh, car use the, the students and the professors could do. And they said, all right, maybe that's a little unreasonable. And so now it goes to the county board of supervisors, which I believe is expected to decide sometime in the next couple of months. And uh, that's what we're waiting for. We'll see where this plays out and what the county requires.
0: All right. So one last question, Nanette. Yeah. Very important. Um, I have two daughters, as you may or may not know. Yes. Will they be able to get into the university of their choice?
1: Well, Damien, considering that they're your daughters, they will no (laughs) doubt qualify. The question is, will there be anywhere for them to live?
0: Ah Yes. Well, thank you so much, Nanette. Appreciate you coming in. It's a pleasure. Thanks to reporter Nanette Asimov for being here, to Libby Coleman for producing this episode, and thank you for listening.
1: Fifth Emission is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network.
0: If you like this show, we'd love it if you'd subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing.
0: You can support 5th and Mission and the newsroom that creates it with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle.
1: There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com subscribe.